You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia, Coach Liv, here today. And I am here with Erica Alcox. She is a certified life coach, serial entrepreneur, master educator. Um, she is her uses her purposeful voice as Geechee Girl on social media. She's originally from Charleston, South Carolina. That's that's where I grew up, actually. You will not mm-hmm. guess that from my not having an accent <laughs> from there because I don't have a Geechee accent, but I'm, I'm just so pumped for this because, listen, y'all are going to find out some funny things about Erica, but also about me as well. Um, this, this, is, this is just like a little part of home coming through. And you know what? We're talking about, though, like just normalizing and treating teachers like humans. So we're doing healing and mental health for teachers because Erica has been a teacher for a very, very long time and worked in the industry in, in that industry for a very long time and, mm-hmm. and has seen the changes, um, that have taken place. Um, and you know what, for, for those of you that are listening that are not teachers, but our parents, it's not the kids, it's not the kids. So Wow. That's all being said. Let's go ahead and get into this. Erica, it's such a pleasure to have you. I am so pleased to be here. I'm excited. And again, guys, all her links are in the show notes below. If you're watching this on YouTube, they are in the description box below. Um, But yeah, you know what? I want to just, I want to just first ask you, who is Erica Alcox? Uh, you know, when you find out, let me know. (laughs) Every day I'm I'm finding out bits and pieces of me that either I forgot about or I'm discovering. And just recently having turned 50, that's a whole nother, you know, I'm not even going to say a whole nother chapter. It's like a whole nother book. And it's like, really? what's what's really going on here and and you begin to reflect a whole lot more than um well I'll speak for myself I begin to reflect a whole lot more than what I used to so when you ask me who is Erica I'm like I'm I'm always finding out child and I and I update you (laughs) as as it comes but um Erica is is um is a gentle spirit a gentle soul um sensitive but we'll cuss you out if you cross lines, because if I told you what the line and the boundary is, why are you disrespecting me? You know, you didn't hear me with my inside voice. And in, so let me, let me, let me get, you know, my outdoor voice on so that you can hear me well, you know? And um, so I, I really, um, I'm really a gentle spirit that loves to laugh. I love joy. I love peace. I love anything that is synonymous with a person feeling safe and feeling secure and whole and complete, just those things. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you a tree hugger now? No, I didn't say that. 
you know, I, I like being outside and I like doing things that um, are unconventional. But at the same time, I really feel like everything is so simple and here we come and complicate things, you know? Um, so I, I'm a person that, that loves to let things be as they naturally are so that you can enjoy just how beautiful it is in its purest form. Um, is when we begin to, to add all of the unnecessary stuff to where that, that, that beauty begins to, to fade a little bit, you know? Um, so I know that's a long drawn out answer that that's who Erica is too. I'm old, I'm a thinker, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I am a, a thinker. I'm a lover. I am a laugher. <laughs> I'm a liver of life. I am creative. I am, um, how should I say? I'm, I'm a free spirit. I'm really, really a free spirit that just wants to see every thing in its, in its purest form so that we can just get that, ah, that ooh <laughs> moment that, you know, doesn't tend to be as ooh and awing when, when you've contaminated it. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think that it's very important for us to have educators that are like you because it, in, it embraces the children to also think for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's really hard because our systems, it seems to me from the outside looking in that it's very much, and from like having like been in school, it's very much an indoctrination, the way our school systems are. It's, we're supposed to think a certain way. You're supposed to do things a certain way. It, our society is kind of built that way too. It's like, was if you're a Christian, you're supposed to think this about this topic. You're supposed to have these political beliefs. If you're black, you're supposed to have these beliefs. If you're, so when you mentioned unconventional, I think that's, it's just unconventional for, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, just for who society says you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I stay in the office because I, I've <laughs> allowed a student to find their own way that wasn't particularly in the, you know, assigned curriculum, you know, whatever. But I, I'm, I've always been the type of person that said, you know, I'm going to walk away from all of this if I'm not allowing a person to be exactly who they were born to be. Um, long as you don't cause any hurt, harm, or danger to somebody that, you know, is, is not from self-defense or anything like that. But, you know, um, it, it, I, it, it's just an issue for me, fundamentally, if somebody is working to find their own way, even if they don't have the answers, there's a difference between guiding someone and telling somebody what to do. Mm -hmm. um, because we all have, have our own paths to, to travel. And the more, you know, I'm sounding like, you know, the, the, the wise elderly people who used to sit on the porch and good evening, you know, and, and would give you the simplest advice with just the shortest sentence. And it would make so much sense to them might not really make sense to you. And that, as they say, keep on living. And then you're like, that's what they was talking about, you know? So it, it's just something about um, not being able to allow uh, a student, whether it's traditional or non-traditional students, because I, I have students of all ages, um, 
that they they have their experiences, they have their quote unquote assignment on this on this planet. And it's not my job to tell them what to do, but to give them the tools they need to find out what it is they need to do that's right for them in that moment. Um, so when you translate that over to the um, to the classroom and how you were saying it just seems like it's such an indoctrination. Um, there, I, don't get me wrong, I, I do teach the content that, you know, I'm hired to teach. However, I make sure that it's not just memorization of these random facts and, and, and formulas, but also how does this apply to you as a person and all of the roles that you play, be it, you know, you as this um, teenager or you as a community member or you as a friend, a sister, a brother, a, a, a parent, you know, a future parent, a, a caregiver, how does this apply to you? And that's, that's also why I like so much what I teach is family and consumer sciences, what, what we used to call the home ec, you know, oh, go, go bake some cookies and so on a button. And it's so much more than that. It's way, it's life skills. And when you get into you know, helping people understand what their role is in their life, in the different dynamics that, that they're, you know, involved in, you know, there, there are some decisions that they have to make and, and being able also to empathize with the people who they're interacting with. So um, it's, it's, it's a bit much to, to, you know, stick to a curriculum that's in black and white. And then you look at your students who are all shades and come from different backgrounds and you don't, you know, try to infuse that in the lesson so that it resonates with them. I, I'm not in the business of just wasting people's time to say, oh, that was a great lesson that you memorized and gave them these facts. What did you learn from this and how did it help you, you know? Critical thinking is something that we're losing as a society and your, your method of teaching helps with critical thinking, because it's like, mm -hmm. we can't just be robots. We're not robots, we're humans. And we have to be able to take our different life experiences. Even with, when it comes to cooking, people cook things differently. They don't mm -hmm. mean it don't taste good. Like some people, I loved, I love a baked mac and cheese. My husband likes stovetop mac and cheese, you know? Um, you still need ingredients. You still got it. Mm -hmm. You, you still, it might be the same ingredients, you know, but it's just done a different way, but mm -hmm. you've got to be able to think in a different way. Even it's something as simple as that. And, you know, you, you said, a kind of like a Geechee quote and I, I have, there's one of my favorite Geechee quotes that I thought about that. I actually, I need, I need to remember this on a constant basis. And it's don't worry about the next man, worry about one, somebody. And I just, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 um, you know, sometimes people get that, that quote messed up a little bit because they, they take that as, oh, you need to be selfish to the point of, you know, you know, Stop and comparing and, yourself to other people. Right. And I'm like, that's, a, it's simple, but then again, there, that's proof of people's experiences and, and how we can look all at the same one thing and see 50 billion different things. And it's like, oh, I know 
I know, I know, I know you are uncomfortable with yourself, especially like high school students. I, I tell my students all the time, I say, I don't envy y'all because y'all, y'all are in a phase of your life where you have no clue what in the world is really going on. And yet you want to be so independent, yet dependent at the same time. And people are treating you like that as well. And it's like, well, do I come? Do I go? Do I stay? Do I leave? Do I, what, what do I do? And then when I make a choice and it's not the thing to do now, do you even have the maturity or the emotional intelligence to deal with the repercussions of a choice you made, whereas trial and error, that's what life is. But it just seems so hard. You know, I, I look and I admire every student that comes to class every single day with all of these people around them who hold them to such a um, high expectation sometimes. Sometimes they're realistic, sometimes they're not. But uh, for example, during quarantine, having any type of empathy for a student who their, their life really revolves around the social interaction with their friends at school and now that's being snatched away. And now I got to be in a house with people who I may or may not like. Yeah, I might love them, but do I even like them? Do they even understand me? And, um, you know, it's hard for them to find a place where they like themselves because they're still getting to know themselves. I mean, some of us are, are, you know, way past teenage years and still getting to know ourselves because we evolve each day. But, you know... It, it's it's something that, you know, it's been shown that you have to repeat something 28, 29 times before it becomes a habit, before it becomes a learned behavior. And so that goes even with learning to love ourselves and accept ourselves and to appreciate ourselves for, for who we naturally are. And so every day, you know, I'm, I'm finding something to affirm them, to help them, because some of them myself included when I was a teenager, didn't know how to do that. What is that? You know, and now here it is, they're bombarded with all of these images and expectations via social media and all of these things that they may not necessarily be mature enough to handle in the moment. Cause we, we were for the most part, you know, there were gatekeepers. So we had a lot of stuff that we weren't exposed to. Um, whether we, you know, <laughs> snuck and expose ourselves or whatever, but you know, it's 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 harder to protect them per se from things that they're not really ready to to absorb just yet, and so it, it has an impact on on who they believe they are, who they believe they should be, and whether or not they like that because now they have to, you know, in their head they're thinking that they have to do this and do that in order to be liked. It, and it's, it doesn't matter what year, if it's the 1950s, if it's the 2010s, it's the 2020s, it, it's that phase. So, you know, I, um, I, just, I just hope every day that I do have the responsibility of playing a part as an educator um, as a coach, I don't too much like the word mentor for, you know, several reasons, but I coach because you're on the sideline while they're the ones doing, they're on the field mm-hmm. and making sure I'm doing my part to give them what they need in order to do what they feel they need to do 
um, as, as who they feel they are, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, mm. Thank you for, for all that. Um, I mean, I just, I look at what children see now on social media and what they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I look at some things, I'm like, this is inappropriate. Like people are never wearing clothes. Like, okay, they'll wear clothes, but like there's a lot less clothes being worn that and you know how things are um it's we live in such a polarized world it's like Mm -hmm. you either believe this or you have to be this way and it's there's what about the middle there's because it's so far away and it's like I think we we have to allow people to think for themselves more than mm-hmm. anything, which is really what you help people do. Um, and navigate this world with having our own thoughts, really developing and having our own thoughts. And that's a very hard thing to do when, especially at the teenage age, like I would never want to go back to being a teenager. Cause I, I, had, I had social media when I was a like when I was in high school, it was like Facebook was not as big of a thing, but it was like an Instagram had like just started like afterwards, but like Facebook was a, it, it was still a thing. Like the people mm-hmm. still bullied online. People still said horrible things. And it, when that becomes your real interaction, that's when it's a problem because mm-hmm. you're losing facial recognition, recognition skills when you're just reading things and, and mm-hmm. texting back and forth. Um, And yeah, people can like FaceTime and stuff like that too, but it's like the filters, the amount of filters. And I mean, when I was doing, uh, I was training for a beach, like a body competition, Mm -hmm. bikini competition last year. And um, I mean, I think a lot of us will even fall into the traps of like how social media like alters the things that we, how we look and what we think we should look like and, and not being comfortable looking at like our natural selves. Um, which is, which actually goes back to what you were talking about, just being in nature. And I, I'm not a tree hugger, but I do like to be around some trees. You know, Mm I, I I do like to be out in nature. Um, and I was watching this thing about how they were, they put a dam in the Nile river and it, and it's, and this is back in the like fifties or sixties. And it's really upset the amount of sediment that they're getting um, in other parts of the river. Uh-huh. And it's building up. And, and I'm just like, you know, if we never bothered this thing. Right. If we let things go naturally, if you just use the resources you got and stop being so greedy. Now, I'm sure they had a really good reason to do it. Uh-huh. But we're constantly doing things in nature. And having to change the things that we're doing because we mess something up because we yes. don't understand the grand scheme of what it really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's um, synonymous with us as people, you know, it, again, I'm, I'm not a, I don't hate progress. I, I love my gadgets. I got gadgets all over the place. However, nothing, nothing, nothing compares to good old fashioned face to face me and you in the same space, chit chatting and exchanging good, positive energy. And you you can tell 
you you can tell because you know let somebody walk in the room who don't have you know some good juju about them you feel it that the room shifts so you know I I'm one of those people I, I put it to you like this generation x my my generation you know born in the 70s and grew up with you know the birth of hip-hop you know, real, real authentic, classic hip hop and, and the fun, the innocence, the, the creativity, you know, the respect for what came before us and making it our own and all of that stuff. It's, um, how do I say it's, it, it's, we're, we're like the, the, the golden, <laughs> the golden child because we still have the best of both worlds. We know what it was like before social media and we know what it's like with it. We are the last generation really to, to have the best of both worlds and, and to be able to relate to both worlds. You know, we, we, you know, we know how to operate social media. You know, they mad at us when, when we're on TikTok and all of this stuff like that. But we're like, y'all are doing these videos and becoming viral off of, you know, one or two eight counts, try doing that to a whole doggone CD where you got a whole, you know, dance routine or whatever like that. And, and it's, I don't know, it's, there's, it, it seems like it's beginning to be more of an appreciation by, you know, those who are younger than me, because now they're getting it. And, and I know that happens with every generation of, you know, we don't understand each other. And there's a generation gap. And, you know, there's always this battle that you just don't understand and everybody's feeling like their generation is the best and all of that. That, that just comes with the territory. But I think there's more of an appreciation now. Um, that's one of the, the jewels I think happened from quarantine where it made us sit down. It made us stop, you know, for a moment and we couldn't run off and use our distractions such as, you know, hanging out or traveling and doing whatever instead of having good old fashioned conversation, even with some of the apps that came out where, you know, people could really have voice conversation. I'm a person, I prefer voice over, over text any day because so much gets lost in translation. Um, there's been a lot of misunderstandings because somebody thought you meant something when all it was was words across the screen. But because of how maybe you were in that moment, maybe you, misunderstood what I wrote. It, it definitely wasn't how I said it because it's just words on the screen. So, I mean, I don't know if that that's like in line with what we're, we're talking about, but it just going back again to authenticity and not disrupting things that need to happen naturally. Again, I'm not a person that's against progress. I love it. I love when things are upgraded. I like nice, shiny new stuff, but also have an appreciation for the integrity of things that are as they are. Um, you know, I, we, can, we can look at that in so many different ways with how we as humans can change and alter our appearance, whether it be a filter or whether it be, you know, I'm gonna change the color of my hair or the length of my hair or, or whatever. I think that, I think there's just a healthy balance that should um, exist in everything that we do um, that allows us to, to have this human experience and have it with, a, a, you know, a twinkle in our eye. And that doesn't cause, again, anybody any hurt, harm, or danger. 
you know, um, and that that's what I just, I, I do that inside a class because it's, I take it seriously as an educator that there are these young people who come to me a certain time every day for 180 days. And when they get to be my age, they're going to reflect back and either remember me with a smile or remember me with PTSD in their head. You know, I, I, I choose to be that educated that, that helps them um, to, to live their life in a way that, that brings a smile to their face. And, and, you know, I'm not even gonna say, luckily I've, I've been blessed to be able to have such a great, uh, relationship with all just about, I would say 98%. Cause I, you know, I'm gonna be a real, there's uh, some that I, they just can't handle me. I'm, I'm not for them. I'm not their person. And they're in their mid to late thirties, you know, becoming parents and, and business owners and everything. And we still, to this day, are you know in touch and seeing them reach the milestones especially when I see them reach the age that I was when I taught them I'm like wow I was that age when I met them I remember them coming to the class and not being sure of who they were or what they wanted to do but I saw something in them and and I was right I'm like okay I'm an intuitive I'm Geechee you know that that's how I get down anyway and to see it grow and manifest I always make sure that they know that even when you feel like you've, you know, fallen down, the way that you got up was so beautiful, you know, just, and, and, and I don't even think I've ever said it before. Just the, the way that that came out my mouth just now, I, is something in how you get up. It's just something about how you get up in every person, especially teenagers, but every person and every age group needs to hear that, you know? And I just believe that I'm one of those people that was planted on this earth to be that voice that when everything is so loud and everything is so chaotic, that when my voice has this message for you that I felt that I needed to say to you in that moment, that it just makes it all better. You know, we all have our purpose. Some of us know it. Some of us find it. Some of us are still searching. Sometimes it changes. I don't know. But um, I, that's, that's why I, I really take being an educator as seriously as I do. And I also look at how the climate is in the education industry. And I, my heart hurts for people who came into the industry really, really wanting to be that educator that showed a student the possibilities um, of whatever content, you know, cause I, you'll, you'll hear a lot of real true, true hardcore educators say, I don't teach content, I teach students, you know? And there's a difference when you go in there with these facts memorized and all you doing is content, 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 and oh, this score, this score, this score. It, I, you know, to each his own. I'm not that educated. And I know a lot of fantastic educators that, you know, they make sure that they get those, those numbers where they need to be and toot my own horn. My numbers are amazing, but I know, I know that the results and the receipts that I'm able to, you know, show people about how they are achieving in my classroom. I know it has more to do with me loving on them as people 
uh, versus the fact that I know how to make them memorize something. And it's not even memory. They, I give them a reason to want to learn something. So that means that I've gotten to know them as people and how this relates to them. And that right there is the difference between an educator and a teacher, you know, especially as, as they're seeing so many people do this, what they call the great resignation and people leaving. It's important that um, <clears throat> people remember that <laughs> after the bell rings, the teachers are humans, you know, and, and I, I think a lot of us can remember being in school and, and, freaking out when we saw our teacher inside of the grocery store. We thought they lived at school, you know, and it's so funny that, that we had that thought, but no, these are human beings with families of their own, with goals of their own, with issues of their own feelings, bills, just like everybody else. And here it is, you know, we're in this, this, this state of, of this country where people are like, you know what, I think I need to walk away for my mental health. It's not a fact of, oh, you get summers off. No, that is recovery. That is straight up recovery because you can, I, I'll just speak for myself. It takes me about a good month and some change to really kind of detox from all of the things that are put on our shoulders, um, being charged with making sure we impart knowledge on our young minds. And then being told to jump through this hoop and that hoop and this hoop and that hoop and then not providing supplies and tools in order for us to jump through those hoops. And then being criticized for how we figured out how to jump through those hoops that even that was probably even better than what was even envisioned by, you know, the powers that be. Um, and 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 it's it's sad. It's sad and and I have such a a high level of concern for people's emotional well-being, especially as a, a certified life coach. And I look at how many teachers are sacrificing their emotional well-being because there's this thing called teacher guilt. Um, and if you think about, um, a, a, let's think about a, a family uh, where you have two parents and then a child and something happens and the parents don't get along and now each parent is utilizing or not each parent but one parent is using the child as a pawn to make the other parent you know put them in these uncomfortable situations and so many people say well that's what you signed up for no I didn't sign up to be treated like I don't matter I signed up to be treated like a professional that I am in all of these certificates and degrees and professional developments and, you know, ideas that I created because I saw who my students are. So, you know, it, it's, it's a conversation that has been happening more and more and more. The dialogue um, I've seen, you know, it's gotten to the point to where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to get off social media because, you know, people always say, don't read the comments. And every now and then you're just pulled to see you know, what are people saying? How, how are you going to interact and, and react and respond to something you have no clue about, you know? So I, um, I know that got kind of dark a little quick, but, but it's the, the truth of the matter about yeah. 
yeah, about what's going on and how this is going to impact households. So it's my hope that this dialogue, I know it's going to get harder because people are trying to understand and people have um, their interests that they're trying to protect. However, you know, we have to be very honest and do the difficult deed of leaving ego at the door and really getting down to the nitty gritty of, of, of exactly what needs to be done. You know, Erica, I have noticed, um, I know a, a few teachers um, that are leaving, mm-hmm. um, especially after, you know, this this time with COVID. You know, we, we do put a lot of strain and stress on our teachers. And regardless of what I feel like what the pay would be, even because teachers... I think everybody agrees that teachers need to be paid more, but regardless of the pay, like it still doesn't change the amount of stress level that is put on the teacher. And then when you expect, you know, with, with mass shootings and stuff like that too. And then, you know, when we're, it almost is like, even though our schools are not for profit, it's almost like we're kind of doing a for profit thing because mm-hmm. it's like we got to make these, these points and all this other stuff or else we're not going to get funding funding Mm -hmm. you know and it's like why is it like this why is it um like like why are our laws our our governments are things like this when we're supposed to be making our public better we're supposed to be improving the next generation and when when we've got teachers like you and a lot of the I know they're good teachers that genuinely care Mm -hmm. leaving the industry um you know, it, it does, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's going, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the children of disadvantaged households that cannot afford to put them in good school districts or in private school. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is why I do what I do <laughs> is because I know, and I've seen I've witnessed, shoot, I've even been, you know, impacted when, when I was coming up of, you know, how the have and the have nots has a, a, a place, a very visible place. And if you pay attention well enough, you can see it on any given day, but from the time the bell rings to the time, you know, the buses pull off. And um, so there's a lot of teachers like myself, a lot of educators, educators like myself who have, um, I'll, I'll put it to you like this during quarantine, we may, uh, trying to be careful with how I say this, but just, we worked for less. They, they, they felt that, you know, what we were doing wasn't as much as what we were doing on campus. And I was like, it was the hardest year of educating ever. And not just during quarantine, but even when we came back, because now there's this 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 shift in how they responded to being on campus and with all of these restraints and nothing was ever going to be the same and so it was even harder and so <clears throat> those of us who um you know looked at our paycheck and were like wait a minute that's even less than what i was making when before all of this happened and now you want me to to figure all of this stuff out and you feel like that that's not worthy of even earning 
what I was earning before this happened. Now I'm earning less. And yet we stayed. I, I And I was even told, you know, I was one of those few teachers where my students actually came to class. They came to class. Now I'm not going to say they all turned their cameras on. And it was, it was very, um, it was very different and, and hard. It, it really was hard to, to instruct teaching to a screen. And, you know, I had a few students who, who turned it on and, and I didn't push the fact because so many have so many different home situations and, and let's be all the way real. Sometimes we say that they're, they're in certain situations and they're not. So, and that's not for me to judge. I just made sure I made them understand that I don't care, you know, if you're in your pajamas, it's fine if you want to lay down with your blanket or if you got your puppy by you, if you have your siblings, your little cousins. I'll tell you like this, I had a lot of three-year-olds in my classes and it was, it was amazing because I saw that I, even I was keeping their attention and I'm like, if I can keep a toddler's attention, I might be doing a little something, you know what I'm saying? And but I wanted them to understand that we were all in this together, that mm-hmm. I was not going to judge them. Um, and it was really more so to let them know everything was going to be okay. Because, I mean, I know it can't really quite compare, but my senior year in high school, that's when Hurricane Hugo came through um, Charleston and we weren't in school for months, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I told them that story. So, you know, I kind of empathize with them a bit. I said, I know it's not the same and, and you're uncertain about, you know, whether or not you can go out and the health of people. And, you know, you're hearing people getting sick and some people are losing family members and things of that nature. So I just wanted to create a safe space and used my class as a way to help take care of their family. Because I talked about nutrition, because I talked about, you know, healthy choices um, in a way that didn't seem like I was preaching at them, but saying, you know, let's, let's investigate this and see what we can do with what we have. And so, you know, I began even outside of, of, you know, normal school hours, I began having remote lessons with people all over the East coast. And, you know, in these groups on social media where people were trying to find, I need, I need help. You know, parents, I, I, my heart really went out to parents who don't have an education background as far as, you know, being a teacher or ever been in the education industry, because, you know, it's already hard enough being a parent. Now I got to teach them too while I'm at work, at home and all of this and not eating up all of the food. And I'm the person that originated uh, school stomach, use your school stomach, you know, you're in school stomach of you don't eat but certain amount of times. Now you home, now you want to eat up the whole refrigerator. I, I created that back in 2018, the summer of 2018, because it, it, it was how I feel. And people who know me on social media know I will create the weirdest sayings and people have been saying it ever since. And so I use that as a way to, you know, help parents to feel like it's going to be okay, y'all. I know they, they throw away your silver spoons and, and, and your bowls and you don't know, didn't I used to have 12 cups and I only got one? You know, it's all of these things that resonated with parents and, and just to bring some comic relief to a very difficult situation. Um, so I, you know, created the nonprofit in school stomach. I created 
these remote classes that, you know, the, the programs under it being Undercover Chef or um, being not start at catered to our black and brown students who tend to get overlooked. And, and I'm, you know, I'm saying it, they get overlooked. And I'm like, I see you and I hear you. And being able to position my ideas in a way that was providing um, some sort of relief or a light at the end of the tunnel, um, it's, it's what I do. Sometimes I'm like, I got to do something, get me a 50,000 piece jigsaw puzzle so I can give my brain a break right quick. But that's who I am. I'm very solution oriented. I don't like to see people frustrated or, you know, hurting. So I automatically, like we were saying earlier, I, I, I tend to be that voice. I don't even try. I just do um, to be that voice that they were looking for to provide some type of clarity on how they're going to get through situations and, and you know, come out on the other side uh, feeling equipped and, and you know, safe and secure. It, it is just so important. This life is, is really not short. We, I know we always say, oh, life is short. No, life really isn't short. It's our memory span that's short that we forget about the, the simple things and the moments and being present. And we mm-hmm. tend to rush through things trying to get to the next, the next, the next, the next. And we don't slow down long enough to embrace and, and be in the moment and enjoy it. Um, so that we can have these these great memories to look back on and share with our loved ones and things of that nature. So that's that's part of the 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 whole reason behind in school stomach um, and my role as an educator and how I play that inside and outside of traditional school you know walls of showing life skills and and leadership qualities and how you can live your best life to the best of your ability, regardless of what you think you need or don't have. Um, I, and, and I'm excited to say, I'll, I'll share this with you. You're the, this is the first official time I've been saying it, but I actually have a hip hop legend that signed on to be a part of the program that I create in my head all the time to these solutions that that people wish we had and was like no we have the solution it's just a matter of taking these logistics and putting them together and making it happen so um I kind of want to say his name but I don't want to say his name but I, you don't have to I just want to yeah. say congratulations thank you congratulations thank you. like because we you know as entrepreneurs too like because you I mean you're an educator but you're also an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you have to uh celebrate a lot of your wins by yourself yeah and yeah. I just want to say, I am, I'm so happy for you. I'm so, cause I know how uh, that's like, just, it's like a, you know, it's, it's just that next best thing. And you don't know what, what doors will be open from it. You don't know the type of growth you'll have from it, but myself, honestly, like on the, when it comes to learning things and stuff like that, I find that even when I'm talking to like the most high achieved people, um, are, you know, people that have so much of the, the name stuff. I find that I still gain the most out of other conversations, other different things, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you, you know, you have all these expectations for these people, but then you realize, okay, you're just 
you're just a regular person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know? some of the best conversations, and and I think it's because of the you know everything being so sensationalized, um, even more so because because when you think about like you were saying the very early days of, of social media, it still was this 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 thing that always existed larger than life. Oh, I see them on on TV or I see them in movies, and we tend to get this grand idea of what type of person they are. And then when we sit down, we find out, oh, wait a minute, they just like me. So I'm I'm grateful that I'm that I've always been the type of person that didn't really get starstruck per se. It was more so that I had an appreciation for their craft, that they were good at what they do. And I was able to separate the two and still, you know, sit right next to them and, you know, chew on French fries and talk about, you know, oh, this is good. Oh, this is too much salt or, you know, and and just have everyday conversations. And I like that about me, Um, you know, not to, you know, judge anybody who gets, you know, starry eye, because I'm going to tell you now, if I had ever had the opportunity to meet meet Prince, I would have been a whole fool (laughs) because he's, he's just, he is this larger than life personality. Or, you know, and I say is because energy is never destroyed. So, you know, he's very much present just in a, a, another form. But anyway, um, just being able to be in a position, uh, a, a mindset to where you don't allow um, a, a person's presence to rattle you and you can still make room for yourself and know that you are just as worthy of of having dialogue with them and that you too are important and what you have on your heart is important you know um and and approaching it from a very you know genuine place with no hidden agendas and and mm-hmm. i noticed that over the years that it it has opened so many doors for me just from having that mindset you know i could tell you stories for days i have a book that um is out that I tell stories and people like it you I remember when you made that post that's what was going on yep so I tell people all the time I I just wake up and there's content (laughs) there's content so and that's I think that that happens when you think for yourself too and you really live in the moment and you have those experiences because yes life is long when you don't do the day-to-day just go by just you know, but when you are actually present and you're in the moment and you take from each thing and you, and you, yeah, our memories are short, but when you, like you were saying, reflect, you reflect on things and you go back, you know what? No, that wasn't, it, it, it might've just been last week, but it seems so long ago because you lived such an experienced life. Mm -hmm. It's the experiences that you have in your life that make your life full. Um, and, and, you know, seeing the full circle moments of the, the kids that you've impacted that are now adults and, and, and reproducing other children and, you know, just the changes and and just the different impacts you've made, not, not even with the children that you've, you know, taught, but the ones that you've, you know, the, the adults that you've worked with the different, Mm -hmm. you know, the different aspects. And, you know, you were talking about how we are multifaceted people and, and, you know, we are all, um, there's so much layers and complexity to individuals. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, the, the complexity comes from the different experiences that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the more experiences people have, the more layers there are, the more they can't fit into a box because you might think you know a person until, and even you might think you know yourself, but really, hold on, wait, you forgot that. Or yeah. you didn't know you would react to this this way and you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's really, um, it's, it's kind of like the beauty of life itself. Um, but no, I just, Erica, I just want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing your wisdom and, you know, what you've provided in the school systems and just in, in the world in general. And thank um, you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so happy to be connected and yeah, no, this was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I I could do this all day and, and, you know, just when you said, and then thank you for recognizing, you know, not just students, but also the adults. And, and that's what's so fun, especially about the things that I have down the pipeline. Now, I'll, I'll be in Charlotte. <laughs> and that's where all of this, this started as an educator. So I'll be visiting there to do a, uh, a rich auntie brunch and bosoms. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, to, to talk with, um, you know, my readers, supporters, um, and, and, be able to combine those two worlds and showing how those things you really cannot separate anything from how should I say like before when I was saying before saying that um you know I'm not one dimensional all of these things make me as a part of who I am and that's what I tried to bring to my students any client any person that crosses my path just showing you how all of those parts work together to make you so amazing and that that amazing thing of you should not be kept to yourself. It should be shared. So I'll be sharing it with Charlotte, North Carolina on the 27th of August <laughs> and I'm um, having fun with that. So yeah, we're reading our book and, and, and telling people, yeah, this really did happen. Um, and I think somebody was telling you to ask me about you smell like <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And that's the title of the book. Um, it's a, a series of stories. If you wanted to really look at it, almost like a collection of short stories in a sense, but they all have this underlying message. Um, and the biggest thing is you smell like outside. We spend so much time um, looking for solutions outside of ourselves. And I wrote it during quarantine when we didn't have any business being outside and they was trying to tell you to go inside. And I took that literally and figuratively and wrote the book, didn't think that it was going to have the response that it did. And I was amazed. I, I was like really speechless. So um, I, people say- on your website? On. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh-huh. com is the website, guys. It is linked below. Um, and, you know, she's got so many different products on here too. Um so yeah, and you you smell like outside. It's oh, it's eleven eleven. Oh man, that's the number. That's yeah, the number and <laughs> and that's the first edition because I I was I was told I was tapped on the shoulder by somebody who is in the industry has you know some clout as far as credibility, and they said you need to squeeze that lemon just a little bit more because you're playing with it. And I was like, oh. Okay, so I went back and did an extended version. And also now the second version is coming out. And I'm just going to keep on writing. Just keep on writing. I'm so excited to see what else you do in this next book of your life. (laughs) Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erica, for, for joining me today and sharing so much wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to it again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.